Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Jabber and Jake podcast. Gosh, it's it's been a while. It feels weird coming back to this. I almost feel like I forget how to do it. And uh, sorry that it's been such a while. I know it's not anything new necessarily for anyone listening. There's been sort of periods of hiatuses uh, and such. It's uh, It's been a crazy few weeks. There's been a lot of stuff going on. Um, and unfortunately, the podcast sort of took a back seat to all of those other things. And unfortunately, too, that in this time, I did record some episodes, a couple of guest episodes again, with a couple more of my friends that I was really excited about getting out to all of you. Um, but when I went back to the recording, there were some technical issues that got in the way of me being able to release them. So I will at some point be phoning those friends up again and arranging another time to record um, and potentially seeing if there's not anything I could do with the remaining uh, audio that was salvaged from them. We'll see. But either way, uh, there will be more guest episodes coming shortly. Um, as far as the podcast going forward, I... As you've noticed, I can't guarantee that something won't come up or, or whatever might happen and I won't get a, a podcast episode out every week. And I think it's important to not keep setting the expectations that there's going to be an episode every week when there's not. So potentially going forward, and I'll, I'll keep everyone posted on this, but I may shoot for uh, less frequent uploads depending on what I feel is feasible right now to set more realistic goals. And that no, won't necessarily be permanent, um, but at least will be for the foreseeable future, uh, or, or indefinitely. Um, at least until maybe I get to a point where I'll be able to do it again more consistently. Um, and of course, another part of that is currently the way I do the podcast it's mostly just been stream of consciousness sort of talking about what's happened in the last week or what I've been thinking about and you know while that is something that pod some podcasts can do and it's certainly something that I'd like to always be able to have in the sort of tool pouch and hopefully get better at uh, I think it's not a sustainable way to continue this podcast you know, as much as I'd love to pretend that I'm really good at rambling on and thinking of interesting things to say, uh, I'm just not the best at it. I've gotten maybe a bit better since I've started doing this, but to have a podcast where that formula works, you have to be like one of the best and have interesting things to say. I mean, after all, that's why, you know, people listen to podcasts is either to be informed or entertained or you know, ideally, maybe a bit of both. And for anyone listening out there who's ever been considering starting their own podcast, this isn't a warning to be like, don't do it. Um, you know, you have to start somewhere. And, and you know, I've, I've been learning more recently in my life that you shouldn't ever just give up on a goal or doing something because you don't think you can do it really well. In fact, you should start off doing something 
I mean, not trying to do it badly, but you're going to start off doing stuff that's not going to be good. And, you know, like in my example, starting this podcast, I knew I wasn't going to be great at rambling on right away. Um, But in the interest of always trying to improve, I do want to make some changes that will hopefully change the podcast for the better. And, you know, if I had never started, we wouldn't even be at this spot. So, you know, if you have, if you want to do a podcast and maybe at first you don't have a concrete plan set out and you want to just start rambling on like I do, by all means, go for it. But if it's something you really want to keep doing, it's important to think of ways that you can give it your unique touch and flavor and give people a reason to tune in. So I'm going forward to in the episodes, and this may also part of be part of why they'll be less infrequent, because I'm going to be trying to put more effort into the production of these, uh, is I want to add, start adding maybe different segments into it. Like, for example, uh, one idea um, that a friend of mine was discussing with me, and well, I agree it was a good idea and something that I had mulled over in my head at one point, but I just honestly never got the... I never got the wheels going on doing it, but uh, I definitely should, is I want to talk about some stories on this podcast, and not just stories from what happened to me. I mean, you know, stories out there, the unusual, wacky, bizarre, or even more underground stories of things that have happened, you know, in this country, in this world, that maybe a lot of people don't know about or haven't been covered by other podcasts. That's something I'm going to start phasing in. It's not going to be a hard black and white shift. It's probably going to be eased in gradually. You know, it might start with just a couple minutes um, on part of an episode being dedicated to sort of giving a, a brief overview of it. But the better I get at it and the more I sort of find these stories, I'll, I'll start taking deeper dives into them. And so in that spirit too... Um, I'm going to be restructuring some things on the Patreon for this podcast as well um, because one of the rewards and one of the tiers is the ability to have some input into the podcast and be able to send in topics or stories you want to talk about. And I think in the interest of casting a wider net for being able to find interesting stories or articles out there, that people would be interested in listening to, I want to open up that forum to all of the listeners of the podcast to just sort of provide a wealth of different possible stories to talk about. So, uh, going forward now, if you have any stories, any interesting uh, folk legends, news articles, magazine articles, anything really of any sort, it can be a fantastical story even send your submissions to the email that I have set up for this podcast, which is jabberingjakepodcast at gmail.com. That's J-A-B-B-E-R-I-N-G-J-A-K-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. That'll probably be the one and only time I'm so verbose with spelling out every single letter of that email. I assume most of you probably know how to spell, but you never know if I could have done some weird shenanigans. 
spelling it. So there you go. Uh, going forward, I'll probably just say the name, but send your submissions into there. And if I uh, find a, a story or topic that I think appeals to me and potentially the audience, you may hear it covered on a future episode. Um, on the topic of podcasts, though, there is a podcast that I listen to quite a bit, and you may or may not have heard of it. He's His podcast has actually been gaining a lot of popularity pretty quickly recently. I've seen him featured on other podcasts and videos now as well. It's called the Huberman Lab Podcast with Andrew Huberman, who is a professor at Stanford School of Medicine in California. And the concept of his podcast is he talks basically about different practices and things that you can do to improve different aspects of your life that are really just hardwired into our biology, which is really cool. And I've been listening to him for a while, like way before his podcast started blowing up recently. And... You know, I always like to sort of jot down notes every now and then from it if I hear something that might be useful that I want to try. And I tell you what, they really, these tricks really do work. Um, I call them tricks. They're not really tricks, but they're just practices or things that you can do. And the effects are really, like, immediate. You notice some immediate effects. Like, for example... In my house now, I replaced as many of the light bulbs as I could with some smart light bulbs where you can control the color and the brightness and all sorts of other things. You can set up timers and rules and stuff uh, from your phone. But I got those lights so that now in my house, I can have bright, you know, white lights during the day, early in the day and early afternoon and then as things wind down to the evening, you know, I go for more like reds and lower the brightness. And things like that really help to settle our circadian clocks every day that we have to... I mean, the more strongly your circadian rhythm is anchored and the more consistent sleep and rest and wakefulness you're getting. I mean, just starting there just leads into so many other benefits for everything else we do in our lives. I mean, if you think about it, that rhythm, that 24-hour rhythm we go through every day just governs pretty much every aspect of our lives. So taking care of that, I've noticed immense differences in in my energy and my mood from those types of things already. Um, and there's, there's, I mean, I'm barely scratching the surface. He's I think got well over 80 episodes of that podcast now, each of them about an hour and a half long. And usually over a four or five episode period, he talks about different topics. Um, he's talked about other things like how timing your meals can affect your energy levels also. So if you've ever noticed this before, when you're really hungry, in a weird way, it might actually make you feel more awake and alert. Um... Not necessarily able to focus because you might be focusing on how hungry you are. But basically, if you're in more of a fasted state, you tend to be more awake and alert than when you've had a big meal. 
And for anyone that celebrates Thanksgiving, you may notice that after you eat a big meal together with the family, you may feel sort of tired and sleepy afterwards. And that's because when you eat a lot, you know, your body spends a lot of energy digesting the food and a lot of blood goes there and stuff. And so it's not used for keeping you awake and alert. Um, same thing with carbs. The carbs, carbohydrates tend to have more tryptophan, which leads to sleepiness. So sometimes if I need to be really awake and alert in the mornings, I might wait wait to eat until lunch and try to avoid anything too starchy or carby during the day. Um, whenever I'm trying to learn skills now, you know, in my free time or whatever, I try and do it in these smaller cycles that we have that break up our circadian cycles and, you know, adding in like rest right after the learning session of just shutting my brain down and meditating or resting. Um, But of course, I'm not Andrew Huberman and I'm not the expert in all this. So if it's something that interests you, obviously go check out that podcast. But I do want to expand a little bit more on something I've been doing that is also something um, that he has sort of talked about in some of his podcast episodes before. And he talks about cold and hot exposure and the benefits and effects of that. Now, this is, of course, something that's been talked about by, if you go online, many sort of fitness or health experts um, before and it's certainly not a new topic but there are actually a lot of benefits to doing things like cold plunges or cold showers or cold baths stuff like that um, as well as sauna and heat exposure and depending on your goals you can actually achieve a lot of different things with cold showers, cold baths, or heat exposure. For example, cold can be used if you're trying to lose weight. It can also be used if you're trying to um, create some, some discipline in your life. And it can also help you to learn how to access a state of more calmness under intense, stressful situations. And I'm going to briefly talk a a little bit about each one. Although, again, I'm not the expert. You know, this is sort of secondhand knowledge. But I can tell you from my experiences that it really has worked for me. And I think I'll start with probably what's the most, like, expected, like what would least surprise people and sort of move toward the more surprising parts of the the benefits of it. So the first thing is increasing your sort of stress threshold or remaining calm. Being able to maintain a state of calmness in stressful or high-pressure situations. I mean, if you think about it, you know, when you go into a cold, like, ice bath or a cold shower... I mean, anybody who's tried to get in the shower expecting it to be warm and it's cold, or maybe if you start your shower and you're standing in there and the first burst of water comes out, it's cold. 
it's sort of no surprise that when the cold water hits you, it's very shocking and jarring, and it sort of brings your alertness up very quickly. You know, it kind of wakes you up. If you're asleep, it'll wake you up for sure. And I don't know necessarily if it's because we're so used to having our warm or hot showers and baths that our bodies have just sort of become conditioned that way, or if it's a deeper biological thing of just like, oh yeah, our bodies are just much more resistant to the hot water than the cold anyway. But when you take a cold shower, it wakes you up and it places a lot of stress on on your system. You know, you you definitely become more alert and you have to focus more. And it's something that a lot of people don't want to do. And so it puts that immense pressure and stress on the body, not to a dangerous degree, as long as you're not making it dangerous and going into water too cold or exposing yourself for too long or what have you. But if you keep subjecting yourself to that repeated high stress stimulus, your body becomes more used to it and it sort of builds up a tolerance. Just like with any other habits or things we do, be it from illicit substances like alcohol or drugs, our bodies tend to get used to it. And so that same stress maybe won't stress you out as much next time. Now, in the case of cold showers, I don't think you're ever necessarily going to look forward to it. But if you do that, it, it's going to definitely increase your stress threshold. At least it has for me. And I think the same goes for anything that you do that can put a lot of stress and pressure on your body and your nervous system within reason. I mean, there's definitely taking it too far but like for example in my workout routines I've also started incorporating a lot more high intensity cardio which one is good for heart health it helps your heart to pump more efficiently and blood to circulate better and you know helps your lung capacity and stuff like that but you can also achieve that with some less intense sort of zone two cardio where you're like still able to maintain a conversation and stuff like that you know you're just doing a light jog or like a brisk walk which is also great for health and puts a lot less stress on the body it's a great way to burn some extra calories so it's certainly walking is a great thing too but I add a lot of the high intensity sort of very quick very short bursts of cardio into my exercises I do the cold showers or ice baths occasionally and I've noticed doing all those things, doing intense exercises and the cold exposure, I find myself getting a lot less stressed out these days. I'm less easily stressed out than I was before I started consistently getting into routines of doing stuff like that. And it makes sense. I mean, if you're constantly subjecting yourself to these high stress situations, your body adapts. And that's why going to the gym and lifting weights can help you get stronger and help your muscles grow because body gets that initial stimulus that says whoa I can't handle this I need to be able to you know everything from our minds to our bodies themselves is wants to adapt so that we can handle situations and that's why our muscles grow and that's why if you subject yourself to that stress it really makes you more resilient Um, and that's something I've like experienced firsthand myself something that you know, I owe to sort of all this, those health 
um, influencers and, and to Andrew Huberman. And so that's the first benefit that a cold shower, cold bath can have, which is to increase your stress threshold. Not necessarily super surprising there. And sort of tacking on to the back of that is it builds a discipline in in yourself. And that's very heavily tied into the first aspect of increasing that stress threshold is because of how stressful and uncomfortable a situation it is, it's something that people usually don't want to do. I've been doing it for a while, and I, every time I do it, I still don't want to step in there and do a cold shower. But I do it. Usually in the mornings or early afternoon if I ever do it during the day because of the effects it can have on energy and sleep but that's not what I'm here to talk about the point is no matter when you do it where you do it you're never going to want to step in that cold water I don't think I certainly haven't and when you make a habit of doing things that you don't necessarily want to do but that you know are important or beneficial or that you should be doing, that's essentially an aspect of discipline. I've heard a lot of stuff lately how about motivation and getting things done, being motivated. And I've always, with tasks, been trying to figure out how I can find that motivation and follow that motivation. And the thing is, motivation is great. And motivation should be capitalized on as much as you can. But something I've learned is that you can't count on motivation to always be there. And it shouldn't always necessarily be your primary source. And that's not to say that you shouldn't have any motivation or or be able to enjoy anything you're doing in life. But it's just not realistic to expect that you're always going to do the stuff that you do day in and day out. Even if you really enjoy it, there's just going to be some days when you don't want to do it. So this can apply to even stuff that you like to do. But discipline, unlike motivation, is that conviction to carry out or perform the tasks or routines or what have you that you know you should do even when you don't want to do them. And I think that's a much more powerful and helpful habit to have than just following motivation. Because if you're just going off motivation, you're going to be susceptible to those crashes, you know, and just on a neurochemical level, our motivation fluctuates with the chemicals our brains releases. So if you're counting on motivation to get anything done in your life, you're going to find there's times where you're super motivated and super productive, and that's great, that's fantastic, but you're going to have the times when you just have no motivation and don't want to get anything done. And if you act solely on that motivation, then you're going to have these lulls that are at least as significant if not more so than the sort of the peaks of motivation and productivity but with discipline it's going to be there in the highs and the lows when you're disciplined you can capitalize on those peaks and motivation and be really productive but when those troughs or those valleys hit and your motivation but you're disciplined you're still going to keep going along and performing even when you're not motivated. And 
it's funny to think how taking a cold shower or a cold bath can promote that. And I can maybe only talk about it anecdotally because I don't have data or evidence for it. Other than I've definitely noticed again in, in my life doing those more consistently I found myself more disciplined with certain things certainly with time management is a big one and following time guidelines and so that's the second aspect a little bit more surprising but maybe not that surprising that it can help you build up discipline and then the last one is fat loss which you know there's a lot of scientific stuff way above my head but it isn't necessarily 100% mutually exclusive with the first reason, with the first benefit of the stress, building up a stress threshold. But depending on how you go about it, it could kind of be in contrast to it. Because with the stress conditioning, usually what you're trying to do is if you're in that cold bath or cold shower, you're trying to resist, you know, sort of acting like you're cold. You try to keep yourself calm, keep your breathing slow, and all of those things. And that's going to help you build up that stress resistance. But with the fat loss, you actually want to let yourself shiver and shake and sort of give in to the cold. Because it's that sort of movement of the shivering and whatnot that activates the, the brown fat cells that are going to help burn more fat and mobilize it. And so... Um, those are sort of the three main benefits that I know of and that I sort of focus on for myself of doing the cold bath. And then, of course, there's the sauna. Um, a few years ago for my birthday, my my mother got me like a little personal sauna. And you sit in it and you can, you know... It, it's just like having your own personal little like box that you sit in. And it heats you up. And that can have immense benefits for a lot of those reasons too. You know, to the, the discomfort and um, the, the discipline, all those types of things. It can help with metabolism. It can help with immunity. You know, whenever I get start to feeling sick or sore or something like that all over, you know, I'll, I'll go in the sauna for 20, 30 minutes at a time. And it just helps you sweat out all those toxins, sort of cleanse out the body, you know, loosen loosen everything up so you're not as stiff. You just want to make sure you're hydrating and, uh, and staying safe with that as well. But, you know, when it heats your body up in the short term, your body adjusts. Same thing with the cold bath. You know, you're cold while you're in it, but then your body sort of heats up to offset it. But it can have benefits for like metabolism and digestion as well because it's helping your body to try and sort of maintain that that state and there's all other kinds of benefits for health and metabolism and weight loss and immunity there as well that again is not you know above my pay grade as far as science knows I have a very anecdotal sort of lay person's knowledge as far as that goes um also in terms of like muscle growth, if you're trying to grow your muscles, it can help with that too. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good to be back doing this again. 
Um, I'll let you guys know in the next coming episodes or so if I need to dial back the frequency of these episodes. And um, as I said, in episodes going forward, I'm going to try and incorporate stories, you know, sort of news stories or unusual stories or cool cool places or things that happen around the world that maybe haven't been explored in depth, kind of like Tom Scott videos. If you've ever heard of Tom Scott, he explores all these different things. Uh, I didn't do it this episode yet. It's just kind of my first episode back in a while, and I just wanted to spend some time with all of you just sort of talking and giving you my ideas on, on what's going to happen going forward. But that that is the plan is to I really want to keep improving this podcast and I know uh, for those of you that do still listen, that have been patient for me, not always having a consistent upload every week, um, I can't necessarily promise it's going to get better going forward. It may continue to be um, more infrequently, but at least I will be telling you that that's, that's the case of what's going on. So if it happens every two weeks, if it happens every month, I'll let you guys know. And we're I'm going to keep doing my best to improve the production quality and content of this podcast so that hopefully you all enjoy it and continue to listen and tell your your friends and neighbors and enemies and strangers on the bus about the podcast um, without getting tackled like you're a receiver in an NFL game. Um, (laughs) But thank you to all of you who are still out there listening. Uh, Thank you for the support and the feedback. It really does mean a lot. As I mentioned, also, we'll have some guest episodes coming up soon. Um, I do still have one that is salvageable that I'll be able to upload some of. And then I have one with a a friend of mine who who said he's willing to record again. So keep an eye out for that. But until next time, thank you all for listening. Bye.